Dave Gentry, C.W. Greer, and Congressman Rodney Davis with us this morning. Congressman, how are you doing? Doing great, guys. How y'all doing? We're good. Glad good. to have you with us today. Thanks for having me. Well, I was uh, looking over some of the stuff in the Gazette the other day over the uh, community conversation on local gun violence, and I saw that you and Mary Miller seem to kind of agree on some things and strongly disagree on others. How did you feel that uh, joint appearance came off? Well, I, I can only talk about mine. That's the only one I've read. And, and frankly, I don't know anybody who read that who, who read that article and would be surprised with where I stand when it comes to addressing gun violence. I've been a victim of gun violence, had to run from bullets on a baseball field a few years ago. And you know, it, it solidified my support for the Second Amendment. I'm a concealed carry license holder, and immediately my first thought was, I wish I had my gun to be able to fire back. But thankfully, I saw that well-trained police officers run toward gunfire rather than away from it, so those who are unarmed can get out of the way. And, and that's why I'm such a supporter of our police and our law enforcement officials. I think they need more funding. I think defunding the police is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Tell me, what do you think of the Floyd card here in the state of Illinois? You know, look, the last thing I wanted to scream at the guy that was trying to kill me and my friends was, hey, sir, can you show me your Floyd card? <laughs> yeah, wow. I can understand how that mm -hmm. might, might uh, enter your thought process. But do you think that's become such a burden in the state of Illinois that it is an issue? You know, you you. Number one, we have to look at realistically. We have to look realistically uh, since the states are able to implement uh, gun registration programs and gun owner licensing programs, and they have been, uh, is Illinois going to change? Uh, that's why I've supported concealed carry reciprocity. Uh, I think if, if you are following the laws and you get your, you get, you follow the state laws and you get your, your approved concealed carry license in your state, it, it ought to be applicable for the rest of the states in the nation, just like our driver's licenses are. Uh, I believe in the Second Amendment, and I believe everyone deserves the right to protect themselves, and I've lived that right. Uh, and, and as a matter of fact, uh, I, uh, I, I am even more adamantly protective of our Second Amendment rights after having to see what, um, you know, having to go through an event like that unarmed. That is something to live through an event like that and see it happen, it's got to affect your voting on everything you do, I would think. You know, it does. And, and, and there are people that are going to disagree. There are people that truly believe that you can walk into a gun store in Illinois, lay down cash, point at a gun, and walk out with it. They don't understand the existing laws that are in place in Illinois. Uh, so part of my job is educating them, too. And I sit down with a lot of people who disagree with me on on the Second Amendment. I always offer to take them to the shooting range, and I had one one uh, person take me up on that offer. I took her down to the uh, shooting range where my wife and I go, and they have a gun shop attached to the range. I brought her in and and showed her the 22 caliber bullet that she was going to be firing out of a pistol uh, just a little bit later. But we walked around the shop because I wanted her to understand the process it takes to purchase a firearm. So I pointed up at the wall, and I said, which gun up there do you think is the deadliest? And she, of course, pointed at an AR-style 
22 caliber rifle. I said, would you be surprised to know that that, that rifle uh, is only going to fire the bullet I just showed you? And oh, by the way, the shotgun next to it, the 12 gauge, is more deadly. And all guns are deadly if you use them in a, in a, a manner that is, that is trying to kill somebody. But in the end, there are some that are more lethal. And at that point, a 12-gauge was more lethal. She actually told me she thought that that was an automatic machine gun, that you could buy an automatic weapon and didn't realize that you had to have a FOID card in your possession to be able to look at a gun or purchase ammunition. So education is also part of what we need to be doing as public officials, too. Okay. What do you think about the latest uh, efforts in Ukraine right now? We had a hostage swap yesterday. Do you think Putin is totally changing his mind on everything? Oh, a sociopath like Putin never changes his mind. He has no. one goal. Uh, I, I, I think that we are not doing enough to provide the weaponry that the Ukrainians need to protect themselves. I think everybody in America is probably surprised that Russia hasn't overtaken the country. Um, and that's because of the sheer courage and strength of the Ukrainian people. We need to provide them with as much weaponry as we can to allow them to continue this fight. Uh, otherwise, and I've said this publicly before, David and CW, uh, what's going to happen is Vladimir Putin is such a sociopathic narcissist. Uh, he's going to, if he's successful in Ukraine, he's going to eventually attack a NATO country. And the United States is going to have to respond in kind because of that North Atlantic Treaty Organization uh, alliance that we have. So to me, let's provide the weaponry to the courageous Ukrainians now and stop any march toward any other country that Putin has in mind. Well, you know, we can give lip service to giving him more weapons, but I'm wondering how uh, the Ukrainian army is going to be able to get trained on this stuff this fast. Well, you, when, you, when you look at the Ukrainian army, uh, they know how to use weaponry. We're watching. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it doesn't take that long to train somebody to shoot a different firearm at a firing range. And when it's a life or death issue, I'm sure you could probably be trained pretty quickly on an M16 versus, a, uh, you know, versus an, an, an AK-47 mm -hmm. or another type of firearm. What we also need to do is work with our NATO allies, because when we're talking about large weaponry like airplanes, fighter jets, mm -hmm. the pilots need to know how to fly those. Polish pilots know how to fly F-16s and F-18s, because we've trained with them for years. And what they have is they have Soviet MiG fighters that Ukrainians know how to fly. The United States needs to backfill the Polish Air Force so that the Poles, our allies in NATO, can give the Ukrainians the MiG fighters they know how to fly to actually be able to fight for air superiority. Well, let me ask you this, and I'm not sure if you have the answer to this. What happened to all the planes that got sent over there in the first place uh, that they were going to give to Poland, but they ended up in Germany? What happened to those, you know? Uh, there's been an issue with the Biden administration, and I don't know uh, if I haven't had a classified briefing on this, so I don't know if it's been corrected, but the Biden administration has been slow-walking that exchange. I knew they were. I didn't know if they still were or mm -hmm. not, because they're making all this noise about, well, we're giving so many million dollars and we're sending all this stuff over there, and I'm not seeing much action on that. Well, it, it gets even worse, because I've heard from my colleagues who were over there talking to 
the Ukrainian leadership mm-hmm. and also the Ukrainian military. I mean, the, the UN is running a food program, so they can't ship food with weaponry. Yeah. I mean, it's absurd. Yeah. So the food's not getting to the areas of Ukraine to stop starvation because the Russians are shooting at the people delivering food. Mm-hmm. And there's no weaponry in there in those deliveries. At, at some point, we've got to stop the United Nations from being just the stupid United Nations when it comes to implementing policies that we here in America pay for. And I, I think we ought to just give the food aid directly from NATO or give it from the United States because the UN is going to over-bureaucratize stopping starvation. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with it because right now it seems like everybody goes so far and then they just quit because of the rules we've set up for it. (laughs) I don't know what the answer is to it. I really don't. The answer is to fix it now because the Ukrainians have proven that they can beat back the Russians if they have the military weaponry. Otherwise, I will say this today, and I hope I'm proven wrong. If we don't do this now, if we don't provide them the weaponry, I'm just afraid that Americans are going to have to fight against Putin because he's on a march to reconstitute the old Soviet Union. And it doesn't sound like there's any way around that. I mean, it sounds like he's got his head set in that direction, and I don't think there's anything we're going to be able to do at this point to stop him. Well, the only thing a sociopathic narcissist bully understands is a bigger bully. And the only country that has proven time and time again that Russia backs down when faced with consequences is the United States of America. Well, you would think they'd have enough consequences by now. And this deal with uh, Poland and the, uh, uh, and uh, who was it yesterday that they, uh, not the Ukraine, but uh, but anyway, they, they stopped... Uh, shipments to them for gas and things like that and they're saying well unless you pay us in rubles we're not going to give you anything and i just thought man there's a guy who's completely got his mindset in one area and he's not going to divert from anything it doesn't sound like well it doesn't sound like that dave and 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 frankly we got to take a look at uh, at the european union energy policy and understand that we cannot do that here in the united states of america over the last few decades, Europe has gone to to becoming uh, to becoming reliant upon Vladimir Putin and Russia being their natural gas sugar daddy. Uh, they closed their coal plants, they closed their nuclear plants, they closed their closed their baseload generating plants, and began begun importing natural gas from Russia, which led Vladimir Putin to be able to have leverage over those governments. Mm-hmm. Cheap energy that we have here in the United States is leverage in the global supply chain. And instead, we have a Biden administration, we have a Pritzker administration that wants to do the same thing Germany did just a few decades ago to close our baseload generators and then become reliant upon other sources of energy, which means either the costs are going to go up drastically or we become reliant upon importing energy. The United States of America should be an exporter of American energy. That's what makes us strong. That's what gives Americans cheaper energy prices. And in a time when we see all those who bow down in front of the climate gods telling us to buy electric vehicles, at the same time, they're taking our ability to charge those electric vehicles in a very cost-efficient way away from us. 
Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens next. This administration seems like they've got a secret plan, but they're not willing to share it with anybody. There's one thing I found out about Washington, D.C. Everybody thinks that there's secret plans. This place is a, a lot less strategic than I ever envisioned. <laughs> I did want to ask back on Ukraine, and, and I agree with you that if something doesn't change, Putin's going to attack a NATO nation. And I know we've only got a couple minutes left, but if that does happen and we go in, how can we be assured that it's not going to be America and Ukraine against Russia, but we're going to have the backing of these other NATO nations? It seems a lot of times America is sent out to fight somebody else's war and everybody else cheers us on but doesn't support us. Is that going to happen this time? Well, when you, you look at Afghanistan, you look at Iraq, uh, NATO uh, NATO was a, a, and the NATO countries were major participants in both of those, in both of those theaters. Uh, when you look at what we did with Operation Desert Storm, George H.W. Bush put together a coalition that was uh, unheard of up to that time. So when you, I, I can't get into hypotheticals of what sure. would and could yeah. not could happen, but our NATO allies in Europe right now are doing more to help the Ukrainians than what I believe the United States is doing. So we, when NATO is attacked, NATO countries have to come together. And that's something I hope we never have to address as a Congress. And I'm hoping that we can figure out a way to get the weaponry to Ukraine and to their brave soldiers to make sure that we never have to make that decision. It's a decision that I knew one day I might have to make when I ran for Congress, and thankfully I have not had to send men and women into battle. I don't want to have mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. Congressman Rodney Davis. Rodney, thanks for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Great to talk with you guys. Take care. Take care. All right, take care.